1: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things
2: geek.
0: This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com.
1: Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to task him. Sound thinking.
3: To another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And hey guys, as we're releasing this show, it is Star Wars Podcasting Day. And what better way for us to help kick off this event with uh, Daniel, who we interviewed last week from Star Wars Now here this or Star Wars Now this is podcasting. But to have the host of, I think currently The longest running Star Wars podcast. We got Danny and Seb. Danny and Seb, sorry for for adding the Z sound. Danny and Seb from (laughs) Star Wars On Direct with us. How's everyone doing?
4: Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, everyone. Doing pretty peachy. Yep. Happy Star Wars podcast day. (laughs) Yes. Happy Star Wars
3: podcast day.
4: Yeah, this is different.
2: So it's fun. It's a celebration of everything that, you know, we come together as a community for it. So listening to people talking about Star Wars all day because we need to get through our really, really rough days right now.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So speaking of rough days, I'm just curious. Um, Y'all are in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, What is the as we refer to it on other shows? What has the pan- the virus that shall remain nameless? What's been the effects with you guys, or or what's been the um, Canada's approach to all this? Well, we we've been ahead, fairly,
2: we, we've been fairly lucky uh, over here. I mean, while the government response is fairly disputed by you know different people and different groups of people, um, the numbers are you know within the norm for what it is, and uh, as sad as it is to say this, uh, we're managing one day at a time. Uh, There's been few lockdowns, um, and we're actually in Quebec, as you guys are listening to this, uh, just coming out of of our second lockdown, uh, but very likely on our way to our third eventually. And uh, Danny can actually talk a little bit about what it's been like for the rest of Canada, since we live in two different provinces. He's got the uh, uh, the 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 other side of the coin I'd say
4: <laughs> yeah a lot of well in Ontario mostly which is the worst province of it all because of population so we've been like uh, a lockdown since almost Christmas so basically every, everything shut down totally shut down I, I've been working uh, from home since March basically and. Probably the same in in Quebec. In Quebec, they even have a curfew currently. I don't know if it's still over or not. Yeah, so no, it's still ongoing. Yeah. Still ongoing. So, mm. you have a curfew. They cannot go out after eight p.m. Or so yeah, it's I, I've got a friend
3: who works for a um, hockey manufacturer, who hockey equipment manufacturer based mm-hmm. out of Montreal area, and uh, he was saying, yeah, y'all are still on curfew. Or Quebec's on curfew. Uh, has curfew starting at six o'clock. I'm like, it's just eight. insane. Eight o'clock, okay. Yeah, eight o'clock, yeah. It's insane. And y'all, so y'all are considered, what, red zone because of that? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh. Well,
2: mon- right now, right now, Quebec is divided into, is going to be divided in two sections. you got orange and uh, red zones. And Montreal being like one of the biggest cosmopolitan city in Quebec is, of course... Major core red zone, uh, and I'm pretty sure we're not getting out of it for a little while. But you know, it's it's it is what it is, and honestly. For most people, 8 o'clock, the curfew in the winter, there's nothing else <laughs> <laughs> to like, not do. Read a book, listen to some podcasts, and, you know, chill. That's it.
3: So, so what, what's, the, what's the best thing to do in Montreal at 8 o'clock? Watch Ottawa Senators game.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't know, Tampa's doing well this year, I hear. Yes, we are. So, Florida's doing well, too. The Panthers, I'm shocked there. <laughs> so um so tell us a little bit about uh Star Wars on Direct.
4: Where to begin? Do I the long sh- the long or short story? <laughs>
3: Let's um, see, it's We still got time, it's early. <laughs> in the record process.
4: Well, basically last week we celebrated our 20th anniversary.
3: Oh, congrats. Oh,
4: wow. So we started uh, January 14, 2001 our first episode. Uh, in 2000, I think I approached Seb, and uh, I was managing uh, maybe the equivalent of TheForge.net, but in French. Oh. Okay. Uh, Star Wars news website, and we were looking for a new way to communicate with our fans. Uh, we wanted to launch uh, an online radio, just uh, and at that time, you know, laws on online broadcasts were pretty non-existent, <laughs> so we were... Broadcasting like soundtracks of Star soundtracks and and audio books, the cassette that we transferred on digital, and you know, and decided we, we need something to talk to the fans, you know, not just have have music running twenty four seven. So I I approached him and I said, do you know about Jedi Talk? Not the current Jedi Talk, but the original Jedi Talk. And he said, "Of course, uh, no." So uh, I said, "Like we should do something similar for our our community." They were broadcasting from Utah, and uh, in English. And we said that for our community, in, in well, in Quebec and Europe. Uh, we should do something similar. Uh it's it's a way to communicate. That's I, I feel it's more natural than the written form. At that point you had website and forums and IRC and ICQ <laughs> to communicate <laughs> basically. <laughs> so there was no social media at that time. So oh, yeah.
3: uh, AOL chat.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think MySpace that was even before MySpace. Is-
3: yeah, Yahoo Groups.
4: Yahoo yeah, Groups. Yeah,
3: remember Yahoo Groups. <laughs>
4: yeah. So basically, we, we started looking for how can we do this at that time. So we looked around. There was, a, you all remember Winamp? Yeah. Yep. So there was a plugin called Shoutcast. So we started the, using that. Uh, installing a server at my work illegally. Like (laughs) during the weekend, I was like lunching, (laughs) leaving the office. And, and, you know, because we needed somewhere for the people to plug in and we were broadcasting to that server. So people were able to connect. But at that time, you know, you had to have a fairly good connection because, you know, a a lot of people were still on dial-up. And, you know, it, it, the fast Internet was starting to come in and we started like that just in my brother's basement. Our first four shows were recorded on cassette tapes. and <laughs> <laughs> So it was a really old school. Uh, like Seb, explain a bit the setup we had, like technically the with wires and stuff. It was really old school. And. We, we were not radio host at all at that time we, we did we were not you know, used to radio how they they set up with mixers and stuff. We had nothing
2: at the start. Ah, it's uh, it was it was really really basic system. As Danny said, we started in the basement of his brother, and the first couple of shows were uh, actually recorded on cassette tapes, and maybe he still has them in the archives somewhere. But you know, <laughs> we've long lost the uh, actual result of who won between Darth Maul and Darth Vader in the Battle of the the Sith uh, <laughs> that we yeah, did no, at. We, at we,
4: twenty. <laughs> uh, he's referring because the old RPG, the D20 RPG uh, that they came out for the prequels, uh, we did a, a match, uh, Darth Maul versus Darth Vader, and I remember uh, Maul won, it was a two out of three, and Maul... Won the first because of a critical it, but Darth Vader won the other two. But we were just like, just for fun, it was one subject of our show, like <laughs> the RPG, and we we're going on. But the first four shows we lost because of cassette tapes, but we have all the archives uh, in French and English uh, since then. So you can on oh, wow. our website. And so we have everything. But we started it shortly.
2: because So we started doing that, and then we moved the studio to... Uh, danny's pad and then we 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 actually started you know trying to figure out how we were going to do this and we had splitters going into headsets and microphones and at first it was okay and you know the sound cards could actually deal with that because it was two microphones and two two headsets to deal with but as we started exploring other avenues and you know having guests coming on the show um, there was no real way to actually have them you know come in through uh an AOL or a messenger or a skype at the time it wasn't all that easy so what we had to do is we actually had to set up a phone line and we had to have a microphone for that and what we found out is that uh, technology has limitations so um, it wasn't too too short after that that Danny actually got himself a really cool external sound card and audit GNX2 or something like that oh wow you're right you remember that and oh wow <laughs> and um we actually could plug in up to 4 microphones and 4 headsets into it but it was really funny because it was like a little gray box about the size yep. of yep. you know your 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 typical iPhone right now but you had splitters going into splitters just to make sure that we had we had enough microphones and everything going out and that would actually go into the the danny's computer where it would actually be recording everything and danny would actually go into the editing after afterwards but as he said when we started we weren't doing like anything like a pre-recorded format it was actually a live show. So oh, wow. we would actually be broadcasting to we, – we actually had a, a – before we started with the uh, the servers, we actually went with Live 365, which allowed up to 365 listeners to, to plug in. But then we realized that we needed a little bit more wiggle room, and the Lucasfilm also came down on – everything that had the word Star Wars in it. So it became complicated. So we kind of had to drop Live 365. But thanks to Shoutcast, we actually managed to have our own server and then be able to broadcast. But we realized that we needed to have like a really good server so people could connect to us. And And
4: that's the origin of our name. Like Star Wars on Direct is the French equivalent of Star Wars Live. So basically all our show were live. we had a chat room running and people were communicating with us and calling us it was a talk show so they, they were calling us and we were interacting live. So it was like a regular radio talk show or sports show or whatever oh, wow. you listen to. So, But it was Star Wars at the time.
2: Because so. the whole idea was to, you know, get the community to come together. So not only did we want to share our own um, you know opinions on Star Wars and everything in the, in the universe, but we also wanted to hear from the fans. And that brought in that very fun aspect to the show. And yeah, being live, we also had like a webcam that was running like 31 frames per thirty second, which was very hilarious because then when, whenever we, we want to show something to the camera, like a book or something like that, we had to hold it up for about a minute so everybody could see <laughs> it for just like two frames. It was hilarious. It was not
4: really a webcam because the, the webcam could not, uh, at that time, could not project on, on the server like that for yeah. everybody to see. So on our website, we had somebody program. programmed uh, you know, uh, uh, a, little not that refresh afraid, page. a refresh page that was capturing a photo and posting on the website automatically. So every, I think it was three seconds, not 30 seconds, but every three seconds, it was taking a picture and posting on the website, posting on the website. Anyway, it was way wow. before YouTube and all that. But you started <laughs> in French, I would say two times a month. And uh, then our, uh, we were running at the same time of Jedi Talk at that point. So we were doing it in, in French. They were still going on in, in in English. They were extremely popular. And at some point, they decided it was over uh, around 2003, I think. And but we kept running. So Seb, now Seb approached me. Now Seb told me, uh, Danny, we need to carry the torch for them. Like they, they were the only live show. And so I said, okay, let's try it. My accent was way worse than it is now. <laughs> so you'll be the host. We're going to bring <laughs> our, one of our uh, English friends from Montreal. And we started the English version, which we all still have all our, our recordings. So from 2003 to 2007, we did English show every week, approximately every week. And then, uh, well, can give the context of uh, I left uh, to Ottawa for uh, work, then school. So we kind of were split up.
2: So yeah, that's it. Life kind of got you know caught up with us, and it was it was at a time where more and more well, the term podcast actually had been invented by then because it was about two thousand five, and um, more and more podcasts were surfacing on Star Wars in English. So what we decided to do because Danny moved to um, to Ottawa, I we had Audrey and Brian were also my co host when Danny left. Um, Audrey actually left for us. Australia and Brian went all the way to Toronto which is a little bit further than than Ottawa and so the the, the crew kind of got separated and as you probably know Mike and the rest of the crew I'm sure as well. It's quite an endeavor to, uh, to to produce such a show on a weekly basis. Yeah. So it would it, it would have been like too complicated for me to run by myself. So we kind of went into a little hiatus period for 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 a few uh, for a few months, but. Then we had like the every Star Wars celebration that would that would be bring, that would come about. I'd be there, I'd be on the show floor, I'd be recording and doing some stuff, doing some special editions. Some of them saw the light of day, some of them didn't because I'm really, really bad at being a good <laughs> producer, unlike Danny. <laughs> and um, but yeah, it's uh, the, the, the the name and the show kept on carrying on and then Star Wars Clone Wars came around. And Danny, I think you can uh, take it back from there. Yeah,
4: I was lucky because the French side of the show continues because, wanted or not, the French community is mostly based in Europe. So we have a large, large audience in Europe. Like (laughs) I would say 90% of our audience is in Europe. And we had the team started to get bigger and bigger. And we had Oost on the uh, European continent, Oost in Canada… And we're splitting our time because uh, when we started in French doing live shows for our audience in Europe, well, there's a six hour difference. So we were hosting in the afternoon, like 1 p.m. and it was like 7 p.m. for them. So we had to manage the time zones. And so we decided at some point that there will be two teams. And while I was away uh, in Ottawa uh, and to school, the European took over for a while, for, took over the show. So it continued. And when Lucasfilm basically was bought by Disney, well, this rekindled the flame of everybody. Uh, I was with going back to school and I started back and rebranded everything and we started anew. Uh, still going but uh, you know we changed the logo and, and, and it was half and half now now we do half live and half pre-recorded depending and we kind of went uh, and split our show in many shows because we had like three hour shows every week and you know if people don't like literature or gaming like they, they had to skip over parts and uh, of the show and stuff so we decided to do spin So now we have a main show and we have like seven to uh, maybe eight spin-offs. So gaming spo- uh, specific for spoilers, literature, and we have teams that host all those different shows. So if so. If somebody wants to just follow literature, well, there is a specific track just with literature. And so we have it's kind of you guys with uh, we be we be geese, but it's all under the same umbrella with the same name. It's just a subtitle, basically. OK, so yeah, so you basically started your own Star Wars network. Yeah, basically, it's just <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it's all, all, all the same. Star Wars on direct literature. You have gamers. We have spoilers. We have even a kid's show like uh with uh, the daughter of one of our hosts the they host for uh, stuff for uh you know books for kids or toys or whatever that for a younger audience, not the collector, we have a collector edition, but you know so all those spinoffs that people can can listen to individually of course it, it kind of dilutes the number because besides the t v the 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 t v spinoff and the movie spinoff well that everybody listened to. The other ones that everybody is interested right. in. So, you know, but we're up to uh, 658
3: shows now. Or oh, something wow. like. It's pretty wow. insane. Well, we, yeah. with this show, after this one drops, we are two of what, in two shows, we will hit 200. Wow. Show. Yeah. That's pretty Congratulations. good. Uh, this, yeah. this episode will be 198 when, when uh, as our listeners and your listeners are
4: listening to this and, and i know you guys do multiple podcasts so it's yeah really it's saying yeah. you oh, yeah. guys are nuts <laughs> uh I, th- I think i think i figured it
3: out um was it shortly after the first year we were talking about it uh with the four shows that i run combined um i have done over 900 episodes total in, okay you, you I feel
1: quite
2: comfortable behind the microphone <laughs>
3: Uh, it's because I'm real comfortable be, um, running microphones uh, for a living being an audio engineer.
4: okay, okay so ha!
3: Um, now you you had mentioned with lives three sixty five that Lucasfilm was kind of shutting were they were they shutting down anything? Star Wars related?
2: They weren't well, they shutting were, them uh, down. They were just like discouraging broadcast of shows with names including certain words such as Star Wars, uh, lightsaber, yeah. Jedi, Sith. They
4: started <laughs> the, the, the lawyers started copywriting every Star Wars word around that time. Yeah. So uh, you know if if, if 365 six I, I add a list of names that could not apply. While well, they were kind of closing the account or we got warnings and stuff, but we were not making any money. So I, I think now if we're if you're not making money out of it, they don't really care. And it's free publicity, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for. Yeah.
3: I was going to say, because now, I mean, there's over 250, if not, if not over 300 Star Wars podcasts out there. That all use Star Wars or derivatives of the words, yeah, or, or some. I mean, <laughs> like us. I mean, officially we're Wookie Radio, a Star Wars podcast, but we just go a Wookie Radio, and I mean, they could come after us real easily as well. Um, are you? Are you finding that currently? They they've eased up on that from y'all's time on three sixty five, thinking that maybe they they think it's was probably a bad idea to really. Witch I think hunt. there
2: was there was actually I, I, I don't want to say witch hunt really, but I remember that in the early two thousand uh, there was actually quite a worry for the brand and Lucasfilm went after a lot of fan sites. And even one that we had here in Quebec called Tatooine.ca actually got shut down because of its name. Um, And the, um, so, so I think that they were worried about the image that was coming out from certain fan sites. And because they couldn't actually just pin one down, they had to, you know, do it for everyone. And in time with, Steve Sansweet um at the reign of fan relations at, over at Lucasfilm i think that most people understood that fans will do whatever they want at some point somehow and the internet being becoming more and more worldwide um it was impossible to stop the fans from you know infringing the terms of service from starwars.com so they said unless it's something like really really shady then you know there's no point in going after it just let the fans do their thing and talk their mind and have their fun and while we won't support it you know we'll allow it and i think that's that's how they approach the uh the 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 whole thing but yeah there was a there was a point there where the the brand was um I want to say, you know, protected by by the lawyers at right. at Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, and, well the
4: yeah, uh, the, the internet was pretty new and yeah. uh you know, they were maybe worried of what uh, uh, and it was difficult to protect. It was not, you know, it was not the same as printed or material or uh, broad traditional broadcast. So so they had no control over the internet so they started i i don't think the creative at uh, at Lucasfilm knew anything about it. It was the lawyers that were leading the charge to protect protect the brand and right. that's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 I wonder if also this was about the it yeah. sounds
0: like it was about the same time as stuff like Napster and all those ones, all the stuff yeah. that was yeah. happening with all yeah. that. So it's all the copyright laws, they were written, but they really weren't interpreted for the internet. So they didn't exactly. know what was legal, what was not legal, and all this stuff's going on in mainstream music and things, so they were probably trying to jump in there to say, okay. Well, what can you do? What can't you? Do? They were still figuring it out. I mean, the internet happened virtually. If you look in the terms of technology, the internet happened overnight. Yep, it went from nothing to
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So it's like the legal and everybody else were still playing catch up at that time.
3: See, I, I remember uh, Sonic Foundry had a um, a player similar to WinApp called Siren Jukebox.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And part of Siren Jukebox was a peer-to-peer um feature similar to Napster where you could
4: mm-hmm. exchange you know, MP3s yeah
3: do a, do the exchange so uh speaking of exchange hey guys how about a little
1: <laughs>
3: smuggler's feud we were
4: right, having
1: smuggler's feud okay <laughs> wow <laughs> And here I thought we were going to miss it this week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Admit it. You rolled the questions.
1: <laughs> we're having a good time until
2: now. <laughs> you, call, you called all of the fans to answer the questions so he we did. could get the right answers.
0: No, <laughs> oh, no, no. If they, if he had asked qu- fans, the qu- answers would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right.
3: Hey, hey, Derek, th- These rolled in, this rolled in just like the nor'easter that hit your area.
1: Uh uh-huh. <laughs> with uh, the uh, 18 inches of snow, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, all we got
1: to the tail end of that. We were
3: lucky. <laughs> uh, all, all I got for the last yeah. few days was having to be at Epcot 6:30 in the morning in 39 degree weather for weddings with uh, high winds. Oh, it was cold.
0: No, no no the fun thing AEW wrestling is doing their beach break this weekend. Or oh, that's right right. Now in Jacksonville. They're doing beach break freezing. Between thirty-five and forty degrees, and yeah. they're an outdoor amateur wrestling.
1: Yeah, wow, yeah. that's so, not cold. That's warm. Stay away from <laughs> the beaches.
2: Rough. Stay away from the beaches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: this is based on the on the card game Star Wars Family Feud. Um, I got three cards here. If for, for the listeners who know, they they know how the game's played by now. Uh, for you guys, in case you, you haven't heard the show and heard this. We instead of regular family feud where one side gets three strikes the other side gets a chance to steal it goes round by round you either get the right answer or get a strike first team to get three strikes loses if both team if both podcasts get three strikes in the same round, whoever had the highest ranking answer breaks the tie or if we happen to sweep the the card
4: which has happened twice again highest answer so okay and we go like we switch back to back correct between me and seb when it's our turn okay
3: well y'all get a chance to confer and whoever wants to answer or feels confident that'll be the answer uh same thing with wookie radio i got three
1: cards yeah ken and i usually switch it up yeah
3: um so fun card one two or three I'm not even going to ask from the left or from the right. From the top or from the bottom?
4: (laughs) In the middle. In the
3: middle. Alrighty. Um, You have to use the metric system. (laughs) uh, Okay. This one... Don't think like a Star Wars fan. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. Uh, it's like I like it. I like
2: that because you say
0: that every show. <laughs> well, no, there there's some. Is like,
3: yeah, I think uh, last week it was think like a Star Wars fan.
0: Well, well you guys have listened to this, so you understand why he says don't think like a Star Wars fan. <laughs>
3: six answers on the board hey Zoe that's Zoe right or Newman
1: No, that's uh, yeah. Newman would not let me hold him okay so Zoe six answers on the board
3: which animal does a wampa <laughs> remind you of
4: okay oh, boy. Who's, who's first
3: and it starts off with Star Wars
4: on direct okay I'm gonna say a yeti number one answer oh yeah That was my first
3: thought.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, Wookiee Radio.
0: I would almost say Bigfoot, but they probably would consider that a Yeti. So, what do you think, Derek? Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe not. You
0: want to put that one out there
1: then? Yeah, sure. Why not?
0: Or Sasquatch, one or the other. Same Bigfoot?
4: Yeah.
3: Number four. Okay. Nice. And and see, I think. I I got this one year for Christmas, and I I have – since we started playing it, originally it was Ken and Derek against each other. But I think since we started bringing other podcasters on, it's been a great little icebreaker. It really gets people – it's it's a a good segment for the show as well. So back over to SWD.
2: I want to say gorilla, like a giant gorilla.
3: (laughs) Number three. And I resemble (laughs) that remark. What oh, is number boy.
0: two? <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to get tougher. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else walks around on two legs other than people. Uh, um, hmm.
1: uh, uh, maybe a polar bear. Yeah. All right. We'll go polar bear. Number two. Oh,
0: there oh. it is. One left to go. Oh, two more to all go. All right,
3: two more. Two, two left. Wow. Two left. Number one, Yeti. Number two, Polar Bear. Number three, Gorilla. Number four, Bigfoot. Number five. Well, y'all got to figure five and six out.
4: Do you think, Seb? Do you think Sasquatch is in there? No, because that would have been, that yeah,
3: been that's Bigfoot. Foot.
4: Yeah, yeah. That's, that would have been Bigfoot. So no,
2: it's it, it would be something else, something big, white,
4: and furry. Or
3: just be. See, you, you just contradicted yourself because you said you're the one who gave the answer, gorilla.
2: <laughs> but, but silverbacks, like old ones, I don't know. <laughs> they, still, they still got why? Wow. Um, or or I've just been, I've been to
4: hair, hair. Like, I've
3: been I've been to Animal Kingdom. Okay, you said not to think like Star Wars fans. Not to think like Star Wars fans.
4: But think a dog like <laughs> i don't
2: know i mean i'm, I'm kind of, i'm kind of going towards like monkey because people would not necessarily make the difference between monkey and gorillas but i think that the feud system would probably go with something a little bit more complex than such as distinction. Um,
3: I love when... I
0: don't know. There was both Bigfoot and Yeti on there. See, I love (laughs) when people
3: overthink True. But then again, I got the card and I know the
0: answers. (laughs) There have been questions where like Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker were both answers.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay, okay.
4: Yeah, I, I would say Sasquatch must be on there because people who don't know how to call Bigfoot, they call it Sasquatch or Yeti, you know. Uh, it might be on
0: there. Possible. My wife's in the background so, behind back here telling me <laughs> other cryptids too, like dogman <laughs> and some of that stuff. But I think those are a little bit more obscure. Yeah. So you, want, you want to go with Sasquatch, Danny?
2: Sure. All right. We'll we'll go with Sasquatch. Danny's the brain of the operations.
1: Alright. <laughs> <laughs> mm. May want to oh, First back. strike. <laughs> back over to okay, Woody Radio. Um, good we drive with another bear or you want to go over something else? That's a good question
0: because Vicky also said, uh, it's good, but it's like we already got polar bear on there, so
1: yeah,
3: Ah, uh,
0: boy,
2: oh, I got one.
3: <laughs> the wrestler yeah, Blackhawk is not,
4: yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> say what
3: the wrestler Blackhawk is not on here.
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
1: Um all right I guess uh I can't really think of anything else so I guess we'll go with panda bear Yeah
4: mm. Yeah
0: I don't think I don't think there's going to be any other bears on there
1: Yeah probably not Back over to SWD. All
4: right. So Except, do you do you think people would have said Ab- Ab- abominable snowman?
2: Nah, that would be the Yeti. It's
4: Yeah, but you know, yeah, true. Uh, and the question the but, question
2: is
3: But your, thought, your, is- your thought I'm gonna I will squash that one. Ah, uh, Sasquatch. Uh, but <laughs> with the way this, the way these questions work, that could have been an answer in the past. Okay. Where mm-hmm. they would have gone Yeti, yeah. Abominable Snowman, Sasquatch. Right. It's not that case mm-hmm. on this question.
2: All right. So because it's a creature that has like crazy long claws, I want to say slot.
4: Oh, good good
2: idea.
1: Hmm. Mm.
3: Damn it. <laughs> Strike to you. Back that's to Radio. Side.
2: That that that's an hilarious one.
3: <laughs> I what are we thinking, um, no Derek? What?
0: <laughs> what else is there that uh, it's probably something North American, obviously, because the that's this was written to be an American game basically. And then again, Yeti was on it.
1: Maybe, yeah, sure. Maybe some kind of dog or something.
0: Vicky was actually thinking maybe a bison or a buffalo. Ooh. Big and furry. We could try that. We could try that. Let's try that buffalo.
3: Mm. Ah, no. <laughs> two answers wow. left. Which animal? Two to go
0: and one strike each.
3: What animal so does a wampa remind
4: you of? Well, we have one strike left. Okay. Yep. You think I uh, said uh, a wolf, maybe? Uh, doesn't really look <gasps> like it. But... A werewolf. Yeah, but th- was the question actual animals or? <laughs> it no, got it's... Yeti Sasquatch on it, so. Yeah. What, what does it remind
2: you of? So werewolf could potentially be an answer. Even if it's number six, I'm yeah. still willing to go with
4: it. <laughs> yeah, I go, go for that. Even if there's one people who said it, let's go for that. <laughs>
3: Oh, sorry. No.
4: <laughs> that is
3: third strike. Again.
4: Man, that's a tough
0: one. Yeah, but now that means we win if we get one of the last two right. Yeah.
3: If you get the last one the last two right. Uh, <laughs> so not a werewolf. Uh, not a werewolf. Um it's not me. Uh yeah, see, I was on there. Yeah, you were. Did I play big <laughs>
2: What the heck are people thinking about? It?
3: <laughs> oh, just when you hear number 6, you're going to go,
0: "What?" <laughs> Do you want to go simple as like a dog?
1: Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Cuz someone's going to say that. I don't know if we should I don't know if we should just pick a rig, just a general dog or a specific type of dog or
0: what? I would say a general, unless you're talking something like a um,
4: a koala or something. something. Like
0: <laughs> a new, actually, a Newfoundland would actually fit the bill if you put some tusks on that thing.
2: I, I'm I'm yeah, gonna that, I'm gonna I'm gonna good. slip in here, guys, and I'm gonna say maybe a goat because people could think of like the you know
4: oh uh, the orcs a <laughs> uh, Balrog no
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess but, let's just on. go with a dog. I
0: guess. Yeah, let's go with dog. Mm. The wind goes to on so you guys win because you had the number one answer. Woo! Now, <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us what so, the actual answers are. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's that's interesting. Number five, bear. Oh Oh, yeah, of course. We had the polar bear, but there was the
0: polar bear. But we'll see what I said about like Vader and Anakin both being on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, polar bear and every other kind of bear.
3: Number six, Seb. er, Seb was close. Sheep. Well, that smells. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So, um, I know you you guys talked about, uh, why did I do that? Uh, Y'all did the show about Darth Vader versus Darth Maul. What's been some of the other favorite topics that y'all have just thoroughly enjoyed doing that ended up up being a bigger discussion than you actually expected it to be when y'all first thought
4: about it? Well, I remember old subject like the Jedi religion. We did that like it was a, one of our first shows because it was starting to get a hold in Australia, Great Britain, and even in the U.S. we uh, you know, people uh, you know signing the. the how uh, you call that the um the census census, so you had a you could pick your, your religion, and people were putting <laughs> jedis.
3: That, yeah, that sounds a little hokey oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: what else uh, well, we we had a lot of shows about books and and some authors, guests, but yeah uh, which which show uh, well, there was one that i I think put us a bit into trouble. Uh, <laughs> Lucasfilm versus the fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, we had one. <laughs>
2: uh, but 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 to be clear, like what really put us in hot water for that show was me sending an email over to Steve Sansweet at the time, and I was I wanted to, I wanted him to come on the show and you know kind of have a discussion with us a, a proper gentleman discussion with us, and Steve is like super sweet and he would totally have done it, except. When I sent the invite, the phrasing wasn't exactly perfect at the end. So instead of saying, if you can't make it we'll push it back i said if you can't make it we'll report it (laughs) which kind of got like misinterpreted into like we're gonna tell on you that you didn't want to come which was totally not the case and so for about for about three to six months we had a kind of a bit of a cold shoulder uh from the fan relations department but then we we met face to face, and we all understood what happened and how bad at translating I was. <laughs>
4: yeah, for for you guys uh, in French, pushback is reporté, so we mistranslated r- report instead of pushback. Yes. <laughs> so, so, basically. Yes. so,
0: yeah, that,
4: that, that was it. But I mean,
2: like <laughs> the show actually went great, and we had like a good, a good, a good. Uh, a, a, a good fun interaction with the fans and we also had you know a good time taking Lucasfilm's defense in that whole thing
4: so yeah. that was
2: well, that was a fun show. Um, one of
4: my fun one of my fondest memory was at Star Wars Celebration 3 in Indianapolis we did two shows there uh two live shows one at the 501st Bash and it was totally improvised. And we had like people coming to our table and sitting down with us and just talking, including Timothy Zahn and Aaron Alston at the oh, time. And wow. it was pretty cool. And the day after we did our longest show ever in our hotel room and we had Matthew Stover and uh, Karen Travis and we had a six hour show. If you can imagine, wow! So it's our longest wow. show ever.
3: See, I I yeah. would love to have Karen because I I loved her Republic Commando series.
4: Yeah, exactly. It's
3: a great so, series.
4: So so those those two shows at Celebration Tree for me were really highlights, and it was my first Celebration personally. Seb has been like. Uh, Almost nine, all times. Them, nine times <laughs> but uh but uh, for me though, those were great memories I, I think we had better memories on from our english show than our french show the french show is more the camaraderie between uh the extended team we're now 20 host f- currently wow. for podcast. so we su- I, I don't even host anymore i'm more of a Kathleen-Kennedy-level managing (laughs) (laughs) versus hosting. Uh, You know, this is my, uh, if I count this one, this would be my third hosting in a year only. But the camaraderie between the uh, different hosts from Europe and here, and uh, when we go to, uh, we have a panel at Comic-Con in Montreal, or in France, they, they have a Star Wars convention that we're always invited and we're the feature show uh, Saturday evening, you know, a live show in front of an audience. That's pretty cool because for the, you know, we've talked, we, we talked to them, but meeting meeting them in person, this is the best part of what we do. and uh, Meeting our fans in person and they come up to us. Uh, another, uh, I think it was, was it in Orlando? Seb, we're in line and uh, in line at celebration uh, 2017, okay. and we're we're in line, and me and Seb are just talking in French. <laughs> and so some, you know, you have to remember that at that point we haven't hosted an English show in ten years. At that point, we, we hosted in, in English from 2003 to 2007, so it's 17. So we haven't hosted in English at all for ten years. And somebody, somebody come in line and said, "Are you Danny and said from that podcast?" Like because they they recognize our our voices and said, yeah, it's us. So <laughs> people recognizing our voices from like 10 years ago and we haven't yeah. done anything since then. Yeah. And, uh, I, and, and the celebration is a great place to meet your fans. I'm sure you guys were probably at, at, at in the one in Orlando too. I was, so,
3: I, I've been to the three here in Orlando.
1: Okay. Yeah.
4: So those are this my backyard. Quite, yeah. Those are quite good memories, and uh, yeah, we met Steel Sounders too uh, in Chicago. He, he fanned out our, uh, uh, you know, Steel Wars. Yep. So mm-hmm. he saw our shirt and was like, "Oh God!" He was like fanboying, <laughs> like, because <laughs> he was the first. He was the first show he listened to uh, when he was younger. So he okay. totally fanboy, and it was pretty awesome to meet him. Uh, and also a little
2: bit surreal to have fans yeah. you know come up to us and say like hey you guys used to do that <laughs> podcast right it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like for me one of the 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 most memorable moments actually have to do with authors um we had like an awesome discussion with Troy Denning about the science in star wars's universe and how they they actually you know mix it up with between science and science fiction so that was great um all the interviews with uh my 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 sadly wife left at the altar uh karen travis um, <laughs> it's, it's it's a running gag between between us. Um, but I think the one that marked me the most was Stephen Barnes, the author of The Sesta's Deception. And he, he actually came on the show and he started talking about where video games were going with virtual reality and, you know, augmented reality and stuff like that. And at the time, that was like way into the future. And now it's actually reality. So I yeah. mean, that's that's one of my, my, my most memorable favorite subject that actually started on something and expanded onto something like so much bigger well, that's, that was so
3: much fun since this is our star wars podcast day episode i'm gonna throw the same question to, to my guys as well favorite moments or favorite mm-hmm. guests on wookie radio as both my guys are looking at me like deer caught in the headlights hmm <laughs>
4: So let's look at the
0: website. <laughs> Mine's got, I got two of them, I think, really, for mine. I mean, uh, the different, over the last couple of years since we have started doing mostly having guests on the show, um, I've always loved having the podcast hosts on here because it's cool to see what everybody else is doing. Yep. But. Um, one is because she was actually a friend of mine was when we had Molly on here. Uh, my yeah, friend, I, I do stunts cool. um, here in Ohio. And she was part of our stunt team that moved out to L.A. And she got to be a Jawa on <sighs> um, the first season of Mandalorian.
4: Cool.
0: That's and cool. Stunt, so we, and we were the first time she'd ever been on a podcast anywhere. She came on here for us. So that was phenomenal because I know Molly. <sighs> I knew her when she was just starting out. And then d- my friend was actually on Mandalorian. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Also right before that we had Emily Swallow's on, The Armorer. Yeah. So nice. those yeah. seeing them both in January of last year was just awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was a year ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. What about you, Derek? Well, uh those were kind of my two top choices too, but uh <laughs> I would well, I don't know if I well I guess I can say it, but um one of my all-time favorites was the one that you had to pull the show on. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Back with Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um he he was a lot of fun to talk
3: to. Backstory, uh I have a friend who used to work for Lucasfilm in licensing. Okay. Um and he has separated from Lucasfilm. Um or di- it was because Disney had let him go uh shortly after they moved everything down to, to Anaheim or so, da- down to California. Uh no. Mm-hmm. Um They moved all the archive stuff from San Francisco down to um, Burbank area, to the Walt Disney Studios. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then shortly after, he got let go, after being with Lucasfilm for over 20 years. Wow. Which was the hard one. Uh, So we had him on. And great interview, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, he talked about how he was went through the casting process to get cast as an extra in Attack of the Clones for the Jedi battle scene in the arena um, uh, yeah. and all that. Um, talked about his relationship with Lucas and saying praises of Lucas and, and everything. And then a little over a year later, it's like, um, can we pull the show? I'm not going to go into details on air about why I was asked to pull the show, but um, let's just say apparently he still had an NDA that he thought um, wasn't there anymore, um, which they they pulled on him and they said you just need to pull it. I mean, even though there's some great things said, it's just stuff we don't want out there. Um, mm-hmm. Can you get the show pulled? So yeah, I had to yeah, pull it's the too show. Bad.
1: Mm-hmm. But it
3: was such yeah. it was such a great show. See, yeah. I, I,
2: I wanna say that this is where what we do, what we've been doing for the past twenty years, getting the community together, talking and Not talking only about the fans, but talking about what's going on behind the scenes and the process for the movies and everything like that. Not unlike what Lynn Hale did back in uh, 1997 and 1999 with the webisodes on StarWars.com. But what what we do – and that seems to be the one thing that Lucasfilm still doesn't get no matter – How they try to, you know, get the shows and everything like that. And I mean, like the Star Wars show is perfectly fine. I have nothing against it. I like the format. It's fun. The New High Republic show is also really cool. Congrats. Um, But I think that we want more. And the fact that there's so many of us out there talking about, you know, all the things that we talk about is the proof that somewhere there's this gap that needs to be filled. And that's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. And for some reason, Lucasfilm can't quite put their finger on it. Now, Disney, whatever. Um, and and it, I find it kind of sad because just imagine what we could do if we had the resources that people like the Star Wars show or, or the Disney people have to produce shows for the fans – you know, it's like we can answer the question: What is on that shoulder pad that the speeder bike uh, uh, guys have in Return of the Jedi? Like, what was that shape? Like, we want it up close. Let's go visit the archives and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's it seems silly, but it's it's one thing that you can easily pull like thirty minutes out of.
3: See, <laughs> and that, that would be a cool thing for like Disney Plus. You know, mm. Disney Plus Truth. has got prop culture. Yeah. Okay, let's now let's go narrow focus with it. Let's do a Marvel prop culture and focus on you know, do do a season on nothing but Marvel films. Let's do Star Wars prop culture and do what? seasons just based on Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise. Because uh, was it last week we were talking? I I never realized Job of the Hutt had a tattoo on his right arm forearm
2: oh yeah Mm -hmm. that's where that's where that tattoo that you see like that logo that you see everywhere comes from but you never know you know unless something like that comes up where it's from or it's like where is the 1138 in return of the jedi and unless you actually walk up to bush's helmet and you actually watch it like see it for yourself on the side of the helmet you would never know that that's where that was so oh,
3: that's yeah. right because it, it's it's visible, not a spoken in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. I forgot I wonder, about that.
0: Uh, you're talking about how you guys feel something that Lucasfilm can't figure out how to do. I wonder if that's a matter of control for them. If they had an actual live call in show, even a um, inter- or, uh, Facebook Live or something like that, they can't control what questions are being asked, where mm-hmm. the conversation goes, what information goes out. That's true. So without obviously um, saying, no, I can't answer that. Yeah. The only way they could do I mean, that would be opposed to of, of someone like Dave Filoni, who is yeah. fantastic at dodging questions.
2: Oh, it, believe it, me, I know <laughs> that. That's true. That's true. That Especially good, if, he, if he's got a six-year-old girl, like, standing by near, yeah.
0: <laughs> close by. So oh, yeah, yeah. Give people open mics for anything they do, if you notice. I, I remember because that from the
3: Rebels. Uh, what they're gonna Rebels see. panel. Mm -hmm. Well, talking about Floney, I was at the Rebels, uh, that was what, season four in 2017? Yeah. I was at the Rebels press conference afterwards, after that panel. And Floney was right back to the Ahsoka Lives question mark shirt.
4: Yeah, yeah, you swish, yeah.
3: And um, again, he's a master of dodging the questions. Mm
4: Mm-hmm. That's like, and at, and, and he, he
3: had and he had the cast trade ask a question. They all looked at him to see if it was clear to answer the question or not.
0: <laughs> see that that's me. it would be great if he ever got done um, where he was had done what he wanted to do in directing of things. He would be a great um, successor to someone like a Steve Sansweet because for all these years, what fifteen years or so now, he's worked for Lucasfilm. Is like you and all of us who are Star Wars fans know. Dave Filoni is one of us. He loves Star Wars as much as we do. Yeah, he would be the perfect one to bridge that gap between the fans and Lucasfilm mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. Sansweet is left.
3: Yeah, well, Favreau is the same way. Yeah, and, okay. and, I, and I think with yeah. a lot of the um, backlash with with different actors and that has happened, and he, how he still stands behind them, it just proves like, look. We under we hear what you're saying, but this is what's best for the franchise. We have the best person from the franchise and you've gotta understand people are allowed their opinions whether you like it or not
4: mm-hmm. But to do the devil advocate to Seb, why should they they, they do a, a live calling show when there's like a, more than a thousand podcasts out there that do that does the job for them? they don't have yeah. to invest anything
2: <laughs> <laughs> because as I said earlier they have access to a yeah. trove of information sure. that you know no one else has and I understand most of what you guys are saying but like I want, I want to, I want to say that the fan relation team, since Steve's left, uh, led by Mary Franklin, did a great job, and right now being led by Pete Vilmer is also doing like a really great job. Uh, fan relation actually stayed open to the fans. But they are working – I don't like to use that word, but I'm going to say shackles that Disney put on the un, onto them. Yeah. So they don't have like the same freedom that they had when they were an independent company. And – they have to worry about the brand. They have to worry about the branding. They have to to worry about like, you know, the impact of nope. what this and that will have on them. And sometimes the decisions makes, make no sense at all. Other times they do. Um, it's, it's kind well, of hard to digest, but the fact that they have access to so much stuff, yeah. so many questions could be answered, answered for the fans. and, Without necessarily having a system where fans call in and ask questions and, you know, risk the whole screening calls type of thing and having someone say like <laughs> on, the, on the air, um, I just went ahead and censored it for you. Um, you know, instead of having that, you just have the, the fans calling in and uh, not calling in, but sending in questions and then they actually go and answer those questions.
0: Yeah, like I said, I, I still think it's just a matter of control. They want to yeah. control the narrative. They want to know. They want to control yeah. what out up. It's not. I think some of the questions they purposely don't answer because they want people to have to figure it out for themselves. Mm
2: -hmm. Actually, one thing I mentioned on our show quite a few times now is that ever since Disney uh, became the owner of Lucasfilm, the the narrative has been misdirection a lot. And they've become like (laughs) amazing at misdirecting the fans into believing something. And then we get to the theater and it's something else completely. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh not Are always for eat? the best.
1: <laughs> um mm, that's true.
3: <laughs> oh god, I had a thought and it's gone. That hasn't happened in a while. Um well, yeah, uh, a whole week.
1: <laughs>
3: thanks. Good morning. Good morning my <laughs> um well, I I know like I said, I mean the person that we had interviewed, you know, Mark I mean there he has some very close connections uh, but the fact that you know it wasn't Lucasfilm who reached out to us they they reached out to him and asked him to reach out to us I, I'm like dude you're your friend you personal friend as well yeah I'm going to I'm going to pull it um, it's a shame um, but I I do agree with you, Seb. I would love to see, um, see them do a show where they do focus on fan questions. I mean, even if it was the Star Wars show... When they didn't take their hiatus, if it was something that was once a month where submit your question and then maybe they arrange if they pick your question, they do a quick Skype call for you to ask your question, get your answer, Mm -hmm. move on. But I'm sure you guys know as well from getting authors on the show, current authors, uh, and I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit. Like, we have Claudia Gray coming in in April. I had to submit questions to get approved, you know, some questions that we will ask to get approved by Lucasfilm before we could get her on the show. Yeah, I had to do the same thing for Marvel when we were looking to get um, the author of the Wakanda Files on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Questions I asked, came back from the PR guy going, um, Marvel's going to it's going to turn down the interview request at this time. I'm like, well, (laughs) this means we've got some questions that are hitting home and maybe be Mm -hmm. touching on some future projects that they're afraid to have answered.
4: Yeah. That's cool. I mean, uh, that's kind of a badge of honor type thing. Yeah. yeah, Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. That's something that I miss from doing English shows because Having authors or anybody is almost impossible when you're not doing an English show. It's uh, even if you do the, the the interview in English, they they don't they don't see the market the value yeah. for it. So so since we're we have even in 20 years, I don't remember having any guests uh, while doing the French uh, only uh, show. We had Steve Sansweet our first guest when we were French only. And, and then after nothing, well, Was during the English, yeah, but that one would, of our would, guests would, when we yeah, when but, were still in French, uh, we might have started in, in English at that point, but we didn't, we never had the limitation that you guys have for authors. Like we were calling straight the author and they were coming in and they were answering all of it.
2: And, and see, that's the thing. It's like when they knew they couldn't answer it. They would say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I've got an implant throbbing right now in my, yeah. in the back of my neck." I, have a <laughs> so I can't, implant throbbing. Yeah, I, I can't answer that question. And see, like, bring it back, bring the implant back. It's like you can't answer, you can't answer. That's fine, right? But there, we there shouldn't be like a wall between the authors and the fans because of you know, oh, well, maybe they're going to figure out what's going to come up next. Well,
3: I, I think even with talent, because um, we we have interviewed some voice talent, and one, it was like, well, you, you need to get, love to do the show, but you need to get approval from Lucasfilm. Okay. Um, great folks that I've been, that I have as contacts at Lucasfilm for that type of thing, but I put the request out there, hey, he wants to do the show, just said he needs to approval, and I don't get a response. I'm like,
0: sometimes I think they don't want to acknowledge that they know we exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably.
3: Yeah, but we've had
0: they don't know who's out there. But we, yeah. we but they don't have to acknowledge that they know who's out there.
3: But we've had other voice talent. They said, "Yeah, well, come on, not a problem." And and to answer my own question, y'all's answers are great, uh, Ken, Derek, and, and I agree right there with you. But I also loved having Mirna on, um, and yeah. I and I loved having the two authors from the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge cookbook on. Yeah. You know? that was so much fun too um any final questions guys and i'm putting that out there to all four of you if you guys have a question of us feel free it's a chance to turn the tables
4: (laughs) we don't know you guys pretty very much (laughs) personally uh i don't know Mm -hmm. uh how is it to to have an english podcast in the sea of english podcast like in French, we there's maybe ten Star Wars podcast. I would say that have a certain level. Yeah. But you guys are are, are within like thousands of English podcast. Th- How is it to to, to make your mark? All Let those? me hop in
0: here for half a second, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think for us, what it is. We don't – you guys have a um, really good connection with your fans. You talk back and forth with the fans and things. We get very, very little fan interaction. They don't send us emails and stuff. I mean we would love it. We'd love to get fan interaction. We've had a fan on the show with us on a round roundtable.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
0: it's like – there's so many out there that I think a lot of times people listening to the shows is just like you listen to a regular radio show. How many people listen to terrestrial radio out there, on the regular airwaves, and actually call in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may have 10,000 people listen to one radio show, and one of those will reach out and talk to the guys making
3: it. That's I mean, true. and we have a little, uh, yeah. you want to call it, say what? It's like a treasure hunt you know, with the great hyperspace chase. Yeah, I, and we we've we got yeah. scavenger hunts, treasure hunt. Um, and, and we we've gotten some people. You know, we we've had two listeners um, participate in that. I gotta get new. I gotta get new the new things up. Um, for for more points, but I mean the others still exist. I would love to get more, and well, it, it's it's been difficult to,
0: to well, we have more people listening to this show than we normally do because this is the um star wars podcast day show well, why don't you tell everybody what this great hyperspace chase is and how to get involved in it great
3: hyperspace,
0: great hyperspace hopefully chase. plenty of guys listening right now that don't normally listen and
3: hopefully seb and danny will participate as well and share this over on star wars on direct um I'll try it's such a great, link. The great hyperspace chase um is we're doing things like show us a picture of you listening to Wookiee Radio. Uh, tell us what your favorite um, platform is that you listen to Wookiee Radio. Uh, show us your favorite Star Wars action figure. Uh, I think we did his favorite Star Wars Christmas item, Christmas ornament, uh, favorite t-shirt, stuff like that. Um, and we're top point getter, top two point getters every quarter is going to get some special prizes.
4: Cool. Which
0: part of it. And how do people follow this?
3: I'm getting there. Part of it okay. is credits Ooh. made off a 3d printer, but still Star Wars credits. That's cool. Um, <laughs> you can, f- all the, qu- all the, all the contest stuff is going to appear on our Twitter at Wookie radio. Um, use the hashtag. T G H C and the hashtag Wookie radio and tag us at Wookie radio with your responses. That way we could keep track. And I do have a, um, I do have a, a spreadsheet where I'm keeping track of all the points, uh, that people are earning. Um, and like I said, I, I've got these credits. I'm gonna have some other stuff because you know I work for Disney. I have access to Galaxy's Edge, so this first go round may have a Kyber crystal thrown in with it as well. <gasps> Color? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know yet. Yeah, good hey, I, I, can, can this you fr- pick me up a black Kyber crystal? <laughs> I'm still I'm still trying to get a black one for myself, but hey, I may pick up a couple red ones to see if you do a black. If you get the black Kyber crystal. Um, well, there's, a there's a, a, a show, they're YouTubers out of California and they did the great cyber or black cyber crystal hunt. Yeah. Ordinary adventures. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's such a cool idea. I, my daughter and I are talking about doing the exact same thing. Get red crystals to see if we, cause we're searching for the black crystal ourselves and we're going to do the same thing. And we're, we're, we're crediting them for the ideas. Like, you know, this is cool. This is a fun okay. thing to do. Um, but between that, uh, we're also working with uh, Chris over at Rocky Mountain 3D Printing um, with an idea of how these credits and crystals may be delivered to you if you win. Um, so, I mean, we've got some cool stuff coming. Um and, and this is something that we want to continue on and on. I was just at Galaxy's Edge on Monday, and if I remembered, I would have packed up a bunch of credits and done a hey, I'm in the park, come find me and go,
1: Mm-hmm.
3: heard you on the hollow nets or as hey, the magpie crows or whatever. <laughs> you know, I had that secret word, you know, secret phrase, yeah. and I would have given you your your prize. Um, I, I would have done that, but I, I didn't think about it. It was a last minute thing for me to go. Um, but I mean, we're going to have stuff like that as well. Uh, conventions, you know, Ken goes to a show there in Akron called Corn on the Cob. same type of thing. He'll be able to do, do a local hunt at the show and I'll mm-hmm. be sending him stuff for that. Mm-hmm. Derek, if he does also, something, Matt
0: doing, um, origins and Gen Con this yeah. year or next year, yeah. which are both in less than four hours of me.
3: Yeah. Uh, Derek, the same way I'll be sending him stuff so he could do, you know, when he's ready to do something up in, in the Boston area. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're looking to really expand this and we really want to have fun with it. Um, and, and we were inspired by this from the Batu bounty hunt that Dan from the Dano channel, YouTube channel does. Um, and, and we just want it to be slightly different and have, have just as much fun. Um,
4: yeah, well, I would encourage any of your fans like, seriously, there's no much, no better reward than receiving uh, an email or whatever. So if you, you, you're a radio listener, just send emails yeah. to, to, to Mike. They're going to love it. You, you cannot imagine the difference it makes. So I encourage you to to send an email or any communication to them. They will love it.
3: You know, and, and okay. you can you can email us at wookie radio wookie at wookie dot net. But where can they find Star Wars on Direct? Well, the website
2: all over the Holonet.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <All> <laughs> <of> the,
1: <laughs>
3: you you you've been listening because <laughs> we, so, we, we do carry that Star Wars yeah you know, the in universe theme even with our show you know, we're on the Holonets
4: and so basically Star Wars dot Direct. So that's the website, and you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord. We have a great server Discord for for our friends to chat with each other, and uh, you know, uh, we we have archives on YouTube. We we do some video show too, uh, that are on YouTube only. So there's very very various places you can uh, look for us.
0: Awesome. Jay. Awesome. Quick, uh, do you guys do any content in English now, currently? <laughs>
2: nope <laughs> extremely i want i want to answer that more appropriately extremely rarely um okay. we'll have mm-hmm. like a few star wars on direct express from time to time uh like i think it was two years ago danny that i interviewed Tim on at, at astra yeah and and we had like so we had that show where i would ask the question in in english you would answer in english and then i'd come back in french and actually yeah, we dubbed
4: it you know, we, with subtitles and stuff afterwards.
2: Yeah. Okay, oh, so, wow.
4: so so we do have some
2: English content from time to time, and there's uh, my brother from down under. I want to say hi to Scott and my old host, Audrey down in Australia. Who um, they 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 want to they want to kind of you know redo the show every time so maybe at Star Wars Celebration there's going to be something that happens but as Mike and I'm sure you guys know and all the fans that are listening to the shows know at Star Wars Celebration, it's an hectic time. Oh, There's yeah. very little mm-hmm. time for producing a, a radio show, unless you're with Danny, because Danny will actually, like, tighten down the, 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 the chains whip around the your neck. Uh,
4: <laughs> well, you because at last convention, the we, had a, we, had, we had a team at our headquarters, and we were sending footage, and during the night, they were packaging and creating a clip of our day while we were sleeping or partying, and the next day it was on for our fans. And the next day we did the same thing and send the footage to uh, our own base. And we had staff doing all the, you know, the editing and stuff. So we could show our fans our point of view of the convention without, you know, yes, we had to film and, and record, the you know, end of the reports and stuff. But it was super interesting to do. Yeah. And it's a place where some of our staff from Europe comes Uh, to those convention, and we meet them and it's a rare occasion that we meet our our co-hosts from uh, Europe. Oh, cool. So we'll
2: we'll have to do that with you guys at the next Star Wars celebration. Yeah.
3: (laughs) It will not be Anaheim, I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to say thank you guys for coming on and on that note...
0: Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jax, I can hold it.
2: I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R-2
1: unit. I've lost R-2. Mr. Buston with happiness seeing you second.
3: The kid and I have flown from one side of the galaxy to the other. We've been listening to a lot of strange podcasts, but the Monster Sci-Fi Show stands above the rest. Isn't that right, Quark? Oh. I still hate that name.
2: The Monster Sci-Fi Show is part of the ESO Network. It's sci-fi
0: from a certain point of view.
4: This has been a broadcast of
2: the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our
1: ESO Patreon or by shopping for the T Public store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
0: This has been a Weeby Geeks production.